Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, February 21st. We have a we have quite a show. I actually thought it was going to be kind of a slow day. I thought, oh, just a little Vanderpump news. You know, Tom Sandoval from yesterday, drama and how he keeps digging himself into a hole. I thought that was kind of where we were going. But we have like random stuff that just kept popping up in the last hour. That's what she said. That's for you, Heather. Um, Wanda says it's her 10-year anniversary with her husband. What an accomplishment. Claps, golf claps all around for Wanda and anyone that has been in a long-term relationship. We all know that it ain't easy. Just like finding a perfect assistant. And if you are out there looking to hire your perfect uh, qualified candidates, you may want to consider... Hiring through ZipRecruiter, because our friends at ZipRecruiter conducted a recent survey and found that the top hiring challenge employers face for 2024 is a lack of qualified candidates. So if you're an employer and need to hire, here is good news. ZipRecruiter has smart tools and features that help you find more qualified candidates fast, fast and first. (laughs) And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna, D-A-N-A. Lisa Vanderpump's going to need to really hit up ZipRecruiter to start, you know, finding new staff for her restaurant Wolf that we're going to see next week. Who else needs to find new staff? Mauricio needs to find a new amazing group of staff for his 85 to 100 new offices of the agency. Um... Let's see, Dorit may have to find a new husband. Oh, no, no. Sorry, we'll get into that. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. Let ZipRecruiter help you conquer the biggest hiring challenge. That's finding qualified candidates. So just go to the exclusive web address right now. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna, D-A-N-A. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. They are smart. I'm smart. You're smart. We're all smart. That's why we're here. You guys, let's get into it. Let's just get right into it because we've got a hard out today. I got a hard out. Again, I want to use the Michael Scott, that's what she said, but a hard out. All right, let's get into it. First off, we need to shout out my friend, my dear Zach Peter. Zach Peter from No Filter with Zach Peter. Zach Peter, who's been on this show many times. I've been on his show many times. I was just at his live show on Valentine's Day with Lance and Patrick and Paul at the Bourbon Room. Zach Peter, you know, he de-virginized his appearance on Jeff Lewis Live this morning here in Los Angeles. And when I tell you, this guy killed it. He killed it. And it's always so exciting to hear a friend of yours on the radio. And listen, Zach is a phenomenal podcaster. He's been doing this forever. He's been, I mean, seriously, I think he said nine years he's been doing this, which is a really long, long time in this space. And he is just, he's professional. He's on it. He's kind. He's a truly, truly kind person. And I can tell you that like with my heart, um, I spend a lot of time 
chatting with him and talking to him. And honestly, he did such a good job. And I was nervous. I was nervous. So I was all like getting ready this morning, walking because yesterday, Kelty Knight was, um, Kelty was a, uh, she's part of the lady gang. She's on E! News. She's a huge, huge, oh my gosh, so many of you guys found me through Zach. Yay. Um, she has a huge audience and a very big career and she just totally got like killed in Jeff Lewis's comments. He talked all about that today on the show. He talked about bad comments. I, I can't wait to get into this, but Zach, you know, I was nervous because a lot of people I've noticed this, a lot of listeners of shows, maybe, you know, Jeff Lewis type shows or podcasts or long time listeners. It, it's hard to hear change change is tough. And so a lot of people I think find that, you know, when they bring on new guests on a show like Jeff Lewis, they don't like it. You know, they miss like the old school people. They just want to hear more Doug or Megan or like even others that have been around forever. And while, you know, that makes sense, it actually really does suck for new people that come on in. So Keldy got like really killed in the comments and that's because she, you know, she's a big personality. And I think, um, I think a lot of people don't like, I've noticed it mostly with women on that show. Tell me if I'm crazy, but I noticed that the mo most people that get like the shit for being on Jeff Lewis as guest hosts are usually the women. Um, I'm thinking like the people that come to mind, MJ, Carney, Patty Stanger, um, Jennifer Tilly, he talked about today, uh, Jody Sweeten. Kelsey, these are all women that come on the show as, you know, co-hosts, guest hosts, and they get like really killed in comments, like often. And of course they all have people that really like them, but I noticed this and usually the guys don't get it as much. Some of the guys do, you can tell like who's the popular ones and who aren't, but I, I do feel like for the most part, um, and maybe that's just like a personal feeling. You guys tell me if you don't feel that way. If you're if you're not a Jeff Lewis live listener, then maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, I was nervous because I wanted Zach to do well because he deserves it more than anyone I know. And he, I thought he did great. I haven't seen any negative comments about Zach. But regardless, Jeff and Zach had a really good conversation that I think is so applicable for anyone that is in this online space and like has a podcast or anything about negative comments. So Jeff was saying that he's so sick of these negative comments on his Instagram page and how he feels like there's these repeat offenders that come in there every single day to tear Jeff or any of his co-hosts down. And he's like, I feel like maybe I'm at the place where I should start blocking people because they're bringing nothing but negativity to the show. And the, the, the guests that come on the show feel like they're getting, you know, torn down and they're scared to come back. Jennifer Tilly is one. Jody Sweeten is another. These are people that don't want Amanda McCants. Like they didn't feel that they could handle the criticism. I get it. I totally get it. Now, Zach was so funny. He's like, I am totally immune. I've been called everything in the book. Like I'm, I don't care. And I've always talked to you guys about this, that Zach to me was my, um, I look at Zach as like, I mean, he's so much younger than me. I think he's like 12 years younger than me my little baby, but, and his mom looks younger than me, by the way, Zach's mom is young 
and and hot. And I know she listens to the show. So shout out Zach's mom. But she, but Zach is is kind of like my mentor in this space because he's been doing it for so long. And when I listen, when I talked to him a few months ago, when um like the whole Heather McDonald, Jeff Lewis drama happened, and a lot of people came at me. Like for the first time in this podcast space, it was the first time that I felt like, whoa, 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 what's happening? Um, I was really taken aback by it and I didn't know how to handle it. Like it scared the living crap out of me. So I called Zach and I had a long conversation with him and he actually said to me um, that it's, and I've talked about this before, that it's like a muscle. Like when you go to the gym, like you go to the gym and the first time you work out, it's hard AF and you're, you can't really lift the muscle and you're so sore and you're actually in pain afterwards. And then you start building that muscle and it becomes easier and easier to do that. And then you can move on to the next level. And I a hundred percent agree. I've been doing this show now for 13 months, daily dose, and uh, the negative comments really don't affect me. They really don't affect me anymore. Um, it, sometimes it's upsetting when someone says something very like specific to uh, my values. Like yesterday, I got a comment that because um, I do read the comments, especially on YouTube and stuff. Uh, but I did get a comment, something along the lines of um, how it was about. I can't remember specifically what I talked about yesterday. Oh, it was about the Kelly Rowland and the Today Show, and it was about the fact that because I am not African-American, I can't speak for that. And um, something along the lines of like my values, like that I don't have um, minorities, you know, backs or something like that. That kind of stuff will murder me. Like it will kill me because I know in my heart where I stand and who I am and what I believe in. And that is so not aligned with who I am. So it upsets me like really, because it feels so like I want to stand up for myself and I want to be like, no, that is not the case at all. But you can't win them all. You know, I've been called everything from a genocide supporter just because I'm Jewish and my family's Israeli. I've been called, um, you know, a uh, disgusting Zionist. I've been called a um, a bully, a mean girl, a hanger on, a this, a um, I use people like Zach Peter. Um, I uh, Kate Casey the other day I talked about it. Like I, a lot of things come at us as podcasters, as radio hosts, as. YouTubers as whatever. And it does, you just get stronger over time because I have to just be strong to know who I am. Right. And we know who we are inside. And am I perfect? Absolutely not. Because if I was perfect, I would be uh, like AI Gary. And we all know Gary from The Bachelor, Golden Bachelor. Remember, he was the AI version of a Golden Bachelor and he wasn't even perfect. So no one is perfect. I have definitely said wrong things. I've definitely probably um, misspoke here and there. But in general, I know myself as a human being. I know myself um, for what I believe in and that's it. And if you guys think a certain way, then you can because I think at the end of the day, everyone can think anything. But I am... Um, I do absolutely support minorities, uh, gay rights, LGBTQIA+. I am 
highly uh, backing that world up. There's a lot that I talk about. And I, if you know, you know. If you know my heart, you know. But anyway, the point is that Jeff Lewis talked to Zach about that. But I don't think Zach's going to get taken down in the comments. I think he did such a good job. And you guys, if you love Zach, go over to Jeff Lewis's post on Instagram and comment that he did a great job because I think Zach, uh, Jeff would definitely like appreciate that and read it and hopefully have Zach back. Zach back. The Zach pack back. We also learned a lot about Zach today. Um, Zach, we're going to have to talk about the fact that you had a hookup with a little person from um, a grinder date or a Tinder date. And uh, we're yeah, we're going to have to talk about that maybe off the record. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on Jeff Lewis. That was the best. No, the best Jeff Lewis moment this morning was when Doug Buden, who I adore, who doesn't, Talked about the fact that he was in a threesome. <laughs> that he was in a threesome with a married couple, two men, I assume, in a hotel. And he said, I don't like <laughs> Doug. Oh my God. He said, I. I can't stop laughing thinking about it. Doug says, there's always, <laughs> he said, I don't like threesomes because there's always someone behind you. You always have to turn around and wonder who's behind you. Can you even, you guys, can you even imagine Doug Buden going through a threesome, being scared that someone's behind him the way I laughed? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Thank you guys. That's so funny. I love your comments. I appreciate it. Uh, Andrew says, Donna, the gay icon. And you know what? I'm going to put that on my resume. I am a gay icon. Where's my gay pride flag? I have one in the house, actually. Okay, let's move on. So Jeff Lewis, Zach Peter, congratulations. Um, you guys, speaking of another interesting couple, Dorit and PK. We got to talk about Dorit and PK. PK. Vibe, vibe, baba, vibe, baba. Um, Dorit, who dressed like Aladdin for, not Aladdin, she dressed like Princess Jasmine. No, someone said she dressed like um, I Dream of Jeannie. If you guys haven't seen the Beverly Hills reunion looks, they were, they were quite a thing. I'll tell you that, quite a thing. But um, I posted it in my uh, stories last night. So let me see if I can really quickly pull it up just to show you. I said, what in the Aladdin are we seeing? It was quite a look. Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, all of that stuff. She's an interesting woman, that Dorit. I like her, but I can't stand her at the same time. It's a really interesting, polarizing feeling. Like there's people like the Anna Marie's, which are just like full on, can't handle, right? But then. The uh, Dorit's are, you know, there's there's parts of her that I like. It's it's tough. It's tough. Now, Andrew just said that the BH reunion trailer is out. And literally, as I just opened my Instagram, I saw it. And now I'm so bummed because I haven't watched it. Ugh, I wish we could do like a live watch right now. But that would be weird on the audio side. But anyway, um, I'll watch it right when I'm done with this. So the Beverly Hills reunion trailer is out. And according to Garcelle, we have heard that Kyle does release some information that we didn't know about 
regarding this whole thing in the reunion. So that will be interesting. Um, I think that, yeah, I'm trying to think if the best, wait, it says you can present. Would that be crazy if I tried to present? Let's see what happens. Let's let's just like mess around. Let's see. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion trailer. I wonder if it's if it's on YouTube, I may be able to do it. I don't see it on YouTube yet. I would like it if 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 it's on Instagram, I don't think I'll be able to uh to stream it. But I'll definitely try. All right, let's see. Listen, let's see what we can do. I don't know if the, you guys are going to have to tell me if you guys even hear, if you'll even hear the sound. Okay. Let's try. Let's try. Also share tab audio. Yeah. I mean, I hope this works for the audio version of the show. Okay. Let's try it. Can you guys see this? Yeah. You can see this, right? Okay. I think, I think this is it me to eviscerate you today. Kyle sends me a text yesterday, basically trying to silence me. Who do you think has the most to answer for today? Lord knows, Anna Marie's list of apologies is gonna be like a scroll. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> Are you holding a crystal? I am. I'm holding a Xanax. No crystal will fix my problem. Coming up on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion. What exactly do you think, other than my boobs, is fake on me? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kyle's dancing around the reason for her split. What's the real reason, and why won't she just spit it out? We all share what's going on in our lives. Oh, no, that's not true. What? What? Yeah, you came into this season just to come after me. You have been relentlessly mean to me. Where? Oh. As Denise would say, watch the show. You say I attack you when you know what an attack is. You do know I had a gun to my head. But what is crazy is to actually go on national television and to peddle a false narrative. I don't want to be part of your system of lies. Are you ever going to apologize to me for saying that I said she had an eating disorder? What do you think of what Crystal just said? I don't know what Crystal's saying. If she's saying he's faking it, then just say that. You minimized our friendship you, to one trip. You knew that by saying something like that, it was going to create a bigger problem for me in the media with the whole Morgan situation. Could you see yourself with Morgan? Um, there were rumors about infidelity in your relationship. How did you feel seeing photos of he and Emma holding hands? Not feel good. Are there conversations about someone moving out? Do you talk about divorce? Here she comes, everybody. The grand dom of Beverly Hills. Are you, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh God, are you okay? Can we call somebody, please? You're shaking, you're shaking are really shaking. Oh my God, that's scary. What just happened with Sutton?
it was so weird. It was like she fell. She was like, whoa, whoa. What do we know that Sutton did go to the hospital at the end of that. I did see one funny tweet because they did um they shoot it in the like with a background of uh looks like Beverly Hills or like the city, like a, it looks like they're up on a um you know, on a ledge or whatever. And I did see a tweet that Sutton went to the hospital because she's scared of heights, even though they're on a soundstage. Sutton saw Merce. Okay, you guys. Wow. Wow. Listen to me right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. (laughs) Kyle's driving me bananas with this song and dance around this and the crying. And I mean, I knew it was like, we're going to get to a tear moment with Kyle where she's going to, you know, have a shaky voice and a crying. The Morgan thing needs to stop being tiptoed around. Enough. Why are we doing this? Why can't we just be honest? It's so obvious, right? Kyle and Andy Cohen are close, okay? They're close in real life. Andy Cohen's not asking her that unless it was real. It was, it was, this is frustrating. I agree, Amy. Kyle is frustrating to watch on TV. Mauricio let out one trailer one scene of his Netflix episode of Buying Beverly Hills, probably the first episode of the season where he's sitting there talking to Kyle's three daughters, him and Kyle's three daughters. And he says the entire situation, he doesn't say the why they are there, but he does say, I wanted to make it work. Your mom didn't. I tried. Is that the best look? No, not necessarily. It kind of makes it look like he's putting it all on Kyle, which I believe is not really the case. I think we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I think Mauricio is the reason that this kind of all started, but Kyle is the impetus for the actual divorce. Does that make sense? Mauricio has been building the stones of resentment, and then Kyle came in with a Morgan bowling ball, and she was like, Morgan, I'm leaving you, Mauricio. So really interesting. Um, I don't know. The Dorit, the whole conversation between Dorit and Kyle I hate that Dorit just shared in these interviews. I feel so sad that I am, um, you know, going through this experience with you and losing out on you as a friend. And I feel like you've replaced me. That's all Dorit said. And instead of Kyle saying, I'm so sorry for hurting your feelings, Kyle's like, why would you say that? It makes it worse for me in the media with Morgan. Drives me mad. Okay. Then lastly, Kyle and Sutton. I would like to know in your um, comments right here, and if you're watching later on YouTube live or in, in the replay, please tell me, do you feel that Kyle went after Sutton or Sutton went after Kyle more this season? Meaning, who do you think was meaner to who this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Do I think Sutton was trying? Interested more in the gossip, trying to get in there? Absolutely. Mean? No. I didn't think that. But you guys, I like Sutton. I think Sutton in her heart is a really good person. I feel like Kyle went after Sutton. That's my personal experience from watching the show. I felt like Kyle had it out for Sutton. Sutton has apologized to her multiple times in the season. We haven't seen Kyle apologize. Right. Remember when they were in the church in Barcelona? Is that how you say it? No, it's not right. But they were in the church in Barcelona and Kyle was like, or Sutton said, I'm really sorry. I wasn't a better friend to you. And Kyle was like, "Mm -hmm." bothers me. 
And then Kathy's out there. Like, why did Kathy come out? I mean, it sent Sutton into a stroke. God forbid, knock on wood. I mean, we know Sutton's okay. Anyway, what I was talking about before that trailer, thank you for shouting out. This is the the fun of having a live YouTube show every day, a live podcast, is that Dorit and PK were on Bravo's Hot Mic podcast yesterday. That's Alex Baskin. Alex Baskin is, I don't know about you guys, but I think Alex Baskin is eyeing to be the next Andy Cohen. Don't you think? Remember how Andy Cohen was just an executive producer? He was just like a development executive and stuff over at Bravo. And then he started to do the reunions of like flipping out and stuff. And then he like got more and more and more. And now he's like a full on media star himself. Why do I feel like Alex Baskin is like trying that? No offense to Alex. I just get that feeling because now he's doing the podcast. Anyway, he does the podcast Bravo's Hot Mic. It's a subscription only podcast. And um, Dorit and PK were on it yesterday. And when I tell you this clip, and I, I I subscribe to it, but I haven't listened to it yet. But this clip that I saw on By Wig Hello Drama, which is one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow, um, I think that I think that um, it's such an interesting clip. You guys need to watch it for yourself. Hey, we can watch it together. We're going to watch it together today. This is a show and tell episode. Hold on. Let me pull it up really fast. I'm going to pull up the clip and then we're going to watch it together. You know, if if we're becoming a multimedia uh, podcast, this is going to be interesting. I just wonder for the audio version if it's going to if it's going to work this way. But let's try. Um, I'm going to pull the scene up and then... I will have you guys watch. It's long, so we're definitely not going to watch the entirety of it, but let's try. They, there's something about that and don't understand, and I get to see that, fortunately. And so I know through, you know, any of the turbulence, I want to talk more about the home invasion and, you know, that the impact that that had. But I know that through everything, you always say PK is the smartest person that you've ever oh. met. Hands down. Yeah. And the funniest. Yeah. And she's the most beautiful. And she's a fantastic wife and a fantastic mother. And she's got, Dorit's got her ways. You know, we know she talks a lot, right? And it's difficult to get a word in, which is why this well, you managed podcast to. Was, is interesting. <laughs> but I'm not someone. Well, he is a smart guy. No, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk. No. I'm not going to walk 10 feet behind my wife. It's just not who I am. No, he'd rather right? walk 10 feet in front of me. Yes, I'll walk in front or How I'll walk by the side. How about side by side? I walk, but the point is, I'm not that person. So if I don't feel that my voice is wanted or I'm needed, then I'm a guy that, okay, yeah. Yeah. well, he's, I won't bother. Yeah, he's actually sensitive to that. In you fact, know that, Alex. You know, it, it really, it's not going to paint him in a very nice light, but it's it's harmless, but it's one of those things. It's so true. PK does like to be, he's not, he doesn't want to be in the shadows. He's just not. And it, it's something that he's actually got a real, I don't want to say insecurity, but like a sensitivity about. And so even the fact being on the show and it being called the housewives, me saying that it's my show or him not being at level with me has been a bone of contention. But this is why, this is why there's such a major contradiction. So this season, you've not been around. You should have been done this. You should have done this. Last season, it's the housewives. You're not needed. Which one is it? 
Okay, that's the clip I'll show you guys. It was a bananas clip. It doesn't feel to me, like, I feel like they say the right things. Dorit's like, PK is a wonderful man. He's a wonderful, great father. He's a provider. He's very funny. And PK's like, Dorit's pretty. <laughs> PK's like, she's a wonderful wife and a mother. But she, they don't give off a feeling, and maybe this is just like his British vibe or whatever. They don't give off a feeling of like, really strong respect for each other. I actually think she respects him more than he respects her. I feel like he talks down to her. He makes her feel like she's just kind of like not nearly um, as smart as she, like her, him, her being on Real Housewives is a point of contention for him, whereas it should be a point of like excitement because it gives them more money. It gives them more fame. It gives them all this. Now, then they went into t talking about the robbery and what I found, number one, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that PK and Dorita have been robbed three times. Most people don't even get robbed once in their home. The fact that they've been robbed three times in their home is just mind-blowing to me. Finds really, um, it finds, I find it really interesting. And they did talk about the fact, and Alex even said, he's like, I was here post-robbery with LAPD for those conversations this Robbery absolutely happened. I don't think anyone's questioning, did it happen? I think people are wondering, are we, um, was it in some way a premeditated situation? Was it in some way a planned situation? Because how he was, you know, no one was injured and the phone was left, et cetera. And they still haven't found the guys. PK said, listen, they left her phone. It happened. Why they happened, it happened, I don't know. It's because she pleaded, she begged, she gave him, she gave them what they needed and they left the, her phone. Like maybe there was something that tugged at her their heartstrings. All of this happened. I do believe it all happened. I'm just like having a hard time. There's something, why is it that something about them always feels like conniving, right? There's always something that kind of feels like a little bit, mm. I don't know, just a little bit unnerving. It doesn't feel safe. It feels very much like we're watching the precursor to the documentary that's going to come out in five years about the scandal of PK. Right? Is PK, his name is not PK Kemsley, right? His name is Paul Kemsley. And that's why they call him PK. Because like, it's not like if you go to him, you'd be like, hey, can I get a table for PK Kemsley? It's not like DB bowling, right? Interesting. Um, here's another interesting story. Wendy Williams. Did you guys hear about this Wendy Williams documentary? We've talked about it already. I think it's coming out on the 24th and 25th. So next week, I could be wrong. Um, it's a lifetime documentary. This I thought was interesting. In this documentary, it looks very much like Wendy Williams is very active in it. It makes me feel like her family is very active in it. And for whatever reason, it does kind of have a sense that like Wendy is very involved. It, you know, it's going to in some way portray, even though you've seen all this bad stuff in the trailers, it will portray like her in a positive light. This I thought was interesting. Um, according to a People Magazine article that just came out today, that Wendy Williams was the executive producer on this documentary, which started shooting in 2022. And it started to really kind of have eventually focus on the severity of her alcohol and Graves' disease. Graves' disease is the disease, the autoimmune disease that she has that basically makes her eyes bulge and a lot of other pretty bad um, physical symptoms. They stopped filming in April 2023, and she ended up going to some sort of like a rehab or, or 
you know, doctor situation. At this point where we are right now in February 2024, her family does not communicate with her. They don't talk to her. They are not able to contact her. She's able to contact them, but she has a guardian that contacts people for that she, they need to like go through. So the family doesn't feel like it's going to portray Wendy in a positive light. And I think I just dropped my wedding ring. What do you think it means? I just dropped it on the ground. I have to get it. Is it a five second rule? We're still married. Thank God. I should stop playing with that. Um, but anyway, I just I just feel like it's uh it's just bad, you guys. It feels there's something about that Wendy Williams documentary that just feels so dark, right? Um, but I will be watching it because I just find myself like, uh, well, not only am I severely interested in all these things, but also I am, you know, it's my, it's my duty. I said duty. Okay. It's my duty to watch all these things, the things you want to watch and the things you don't want to watch and bring it to you. Just like Risa Tisa. You guys, yesterday, Risa Tisa, we talked about her TikTok series. So many of you guys went and watched it because of me talking about it here. I'm, I, I think I brought her another 100,000 views, I swear. Do you guys know? So as of yesterday, we have now heard from Legion. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. There is a creator, Risa Tisa, on TikTok who came out of nowhere talking about her insanely lying, narcissistic ex-husband. It was a 50-part series, each one five to 10 minutes long. Each one has approximately two to five million views. If you can only imagine how invested people got into this, and this is over one week, okay? So this woman went from, you know, I have no idea where she was at the beginning of this, but right now she is at, let's see how many followers she has. I would imagine it is a ton a ton. Um, Risa Tisa has, she has 1.8 million followers. Yesterday when I did this show, she had 1.2. So in just 24 hours, she's gained another 600,000 followers. And this is the coolest part. Well, there's a few little developments. Number one, ex, ex-husband Legion has come out and spoken on this. It's a short little clip. His name is Jerome. He was found by, because TikTok, you guys, people post that they find like a pen on TikTok at some beach in Australia. And someone in China is like, that's my pen. I mean, TikTok is unreal, right? Now, Jerome has been found and he's he's coming out and saying, she lied. This is all a lie. She's a liar. Well, duh, you're going to say that, Legion. We know you. We know you at this. Show, show us proof of, proof of funds, Legion, right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch. Then Ray just said it's seven hours of content. That's insane. Well, I watched on double speed, so I guess three and a half hours for me. Then yesterday, Risa's ex, if you listen to and watch the whole series, Risa Tisa's ex has been Legion had two ex-wives and one of them, her name was LaToya, something like that. She comes out yesterday on TikTok and she releases a whole statement, like a written statement. It's like, I did not ask to be brought back into this, but I am here. He completely ruined my life. Like he destroyed everything. He made it, it like so hard for me to get back in and da, 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 da. I mean, it was like intense, right? She, meanwhile, in the story of Risa Tisa, 
she talks a lot about that all she's ever wanted in her life was to find someone that says, hey, let's go to London and Paris. I want to travel to London and Paris. She also talks a little bit about the fact that she wants a certain kind of BMW. I wonder if these things were strategically placed. But either way, apparently, according to the TikTok creator, um, according to a lot of people's approximations of the TikTok creator fund, if you make, if you get a certain amount of views, you get money, right? If you're part of the creator fund. Thank God this woman was. A lot of people have done a lot of like research on how much things are. I'm going to give you guys an example of something. You know, I got like 200,000 views or 300,000 views in one day. And I made $300 from that one day. Okay. So it pays well. It pays really well. So someone has gone out there and has gone and like looked at all the views and all of this and assumed that she got a certain amount of views, they are approximating at this point, and you know it's only going to keep growing because, I mean, come on, just from yesterday, she's made 600,000 more, um, 600,000 more uh, viewers that are coming in and re-watching. So now every video has between probably two to five million views. She's probably made over $300,000 just from the TikTok creator fund. That doesn't include her cash app, which she has on her account. It doesn't include any additional things that she's going to be getting via sponsorships. Shell My Bell says she was literally on a live last night with Jolly and had another $8,000 donated directly. She is making so much money from this, which is good for her. Seriously. It just goes to show like you can really blow up overnight if you have a really good story. Now I do believe that it's all true. You know, I did see one comment here from Sarah saying I get scam vibes from her. I don't, I really don't. I get like a good person vibes from her, but today even she just posted, you guys, I'm actually going to London and Paris. I'm so excited. Now I assume she booked that trip on her own, but guess what? Some of the comments said Delta. Delta leaves a comment. Well, your flight's on us from Delta One. Um, Hilton leaves a comment. Don't worry, you're going to be staying for on Hilton Resorts for free the whole time. This woman is going to end up getting herself a free vacation to London, London and Paris. She's definitely going to get a BMW because she talks about that BMW so much. And BMW is not an idiot. They're going to jump into this. And then lastly, you know she's going to get a house. This is going to be like... Extreme makeover, like move that bus because who in their right mind wouldn't want to jump into this? If I had like a big product line, if I had something that she has been mentioning on that show over and on the, that series over and over and over, what did she talk about? She talked about BMW. She talked about going to London and Paris. And she talked about that house. This woman is going to get everything. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I'm also severely jealous. Like, w- is it worth going through Legion, the drama of R- Legion and Risa Tisa and everything she went through? Is it worth it for everything you're going to get out of it? My gut says yes. She didn't die. <laughs> oh my God. Mark says she'll actually be looking for a pathological liar for her next relationship. She's going to seriously be like, I only date hot messes that can give me 50, 50 parts. Okay. Now everyone and their mother is going to be out there trying to like, uh, duplicate that magic. They're going to be like, I'm going to tell you the story about who the F did I 
Mary, because that's the thing. Her story is probably one in a million. And I mean, one of a million, like so many people married or dated or hooked up with or had crazy stories like hers. But there was something so magic in the way she did it. And I'm curious from you guys what you think. I'm going to tell you what I think. Number one, I think she's an amazing storyteller. Does that mean that she had the best vocabulary, that she was like perfectly spoken? No. But her story drew us in. That's a good storyteller, right? We immediately were interested. Then secondly, she was detailed AF so that she was able to cover each episode basically of this series covered enough that it was like, it gave you information. It gave you very specific information. She had such a good recall. And then it made you want to hear more because it's like, what next? Number three, she managed to go viral. And when you get that virality, when you get one person telling the next person, telling the next person, it becomes FOMO. Like so many of you guys have had no interest in it until I started talking about it yesterday. And then all the comments were like, go and watch, go and watch. So now a lot of you guys downloaded TikTok for this. And number four, um, we haven't seen anything like it. So now the duplicates are going to come out and it's not going to be the same. Now, Ray mentioned something that I think is interesting. She goes, wait until the haters start because what goes up must come down. And we just talked about this at the beginning of the show was anytime there's some, some severe success in this world, it comes down hard, right? Because other people can't handle people's successes. And there's always going to be someone, there's going to be someone that comes out that says, I worked with Risa once and she was mean. I dated Risa once and she, you know, left before paying the bill or whatever. Like people are going to turn on her, but that's okay. I unless she has some horrible, like lying, horrible past, because that always scares me whenever you hear these stories of these people that are just like so amazing. And then they pull up their Twitter history and they become like these horrendous, like racist, disgusting human beings. Let's just hope that that's not the case. Um, Chris says haters already started. I saw one calling her an idiot for a hundred reasons. Listen, she straight up, this is where I also think it's good. The self-deprecation is very important. Being self-aware and knowing where you messed up. How many times did Risa Tisa say in her, in her series, guys, I'm not the smartest person. I'm a little bit of an idiot. I'm embarrassed to say this out loud. I can't believe I fell for this. I don't know what I was thinking. So it will just be interesting to see kind of what goes on. But if you guys are captivated by the world of like influencers and podcasters, I love all these conversations. So that's why we talk about it. All right. Let me think what I can't talk about because of time. Let's get right into VPR because um, I do have a hard out today. So VPR episode four was on last night and I have a problem. Hi, my name is Donna Speldana. Um, I have a podcast where I cover reality shows for my job. And my problem is that one of them, the most popular one, Vanderpump Rules, is in my opinion, almost unwatchable. And I say this because when you have someone like Risa Tisa that captivates you. When you have love is blind, that makes you stay up until late hours because you need to watch every episode. Don't tell me what happened on today's episodes. Okay. We're going to be covering that later this week. When you have, um, when you have like Southern hospitality that I binged like crazy, a show like Vanderpump rules is a show that I want to have like in the background while I am literally doing anything. And that's a bad sign. I'm telling you this right now, and I know a lot of people take this personally. Just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. I'm not not giving it a chance. I'm giving it a chance. 
I'm giving it all the chances. I find these people impossible to like. And I say this like every single one of them now. I don't know what it is about the season. I, I think it's like oversaturation. It's like I told you, there, there are Captain Morgan and Coke. It's the drink that you drank a little bit too much of in college, got sick off of, and you can never smell it again. I am, I, I feel like I've, I've hit my level of saturation with Vanderpump Rules. And the problem is I watch it because I need to watch it and I want to watch it and I want to like it. And I'm just not doing it. I'm just not able. This season, this episode was all about James' pool party. It was a lot of James-focused stuff. I can't tell you how hard it is for me to watch James right now, knowing what we know about his alleged domestic violence issues. I feel like we're watching a farce. I feel like we're watching a lie. And I'm sorry, I don't, I can't fall for this like James Kennedy good guys thing. I'm a good guy. I'm sober now. And he's like pounding his weed drinks like, ah, like fire him. Like there's something about him that just feels like a total, like he's just a total, it's like for the cameras. I don't know why I, I feel like I can see right through him. Do I think he's entertaining? Yes. Do I think he's probably a really nice guy? Yes. And an amazing DJ. Sure. Good boyfriend of Allie. Maybe. I don't know. There's something going on there that just, it's raising the red flags. It's raising red flags. If you are intentionally sober, and he says this later in the episodes, he goes with Lala. Lala and him have a lot of conversations about being sober. This is something they connect with. Lala has this conversation with him and says, so you're sober now. How long? And he goes, about three months. And he says, it's going to be forever. She goes, why? And he goes, because in the last time I did it for Raquel. I did it for Raquel because Raquel told me that you have to, it, it gave me like an ultimatum and I did it. But this time I'm doing it for me, he says. And then we find out not 30 seconds later that the reason he's sober is because Allie and him got into a huge fight when he was drinking and she moved out for a few days with the animals even, moved out to her friend's house. And then he stopped drinking. So am I insane to think that that is actually means he didn't stop drinking for him? I mean, maybe it's partially for him, but it sounds to me like he stopped drinking for her again. And it, there's something in it that just feels like he hasn't done that work that he really needs to because he just is doing the action, but not going like internal. So I don't know. I don't know. Now, he did have that moment with Graham. And Graham is the puppy who's now known as, it's hippie, FKA Graham, okay? Formerly known as Graham. You guys are going to kick my ass. I'm scared to even say it. I'm scared to say this. Because I love dogs. I have dogs. The scene where Lisa Vanderpump invites James over to Vanderpump Dogs to present Graham to him for the first time. Something happened. That made me question. Guys, I feel so bad saying these things out loud because I feel like you guys are going to just say, you're such a hater. But I'm just being honest. Like, was James emotional? Yes. Was Graham's hippie, you know, tail wagging? Yes. Why did he say when the dog started walking down the, the, the stairs, why did he say, is that him? Don't you know your dog? Am I the only person that feels like I could recognize my dog in a, in a group of dogs that look all the same? 
there was something, there was something going on. Oh my God, Donna's anti-golden doodle, spread the word. <laughs> Tell your friends, gay icon. Um, It was a weird scene. It didn't connect. Like there wasn't that emotional moment. A lot of you guys said that you were emotional, but I wasn't like, I don't know, something in the, maybe it was the editing of it. Like it didn't do it for me. And maybe that's because I'm already feeling like kind of disdain for James in this moment. Now, meanwhile, we have Tom Sandoval cold plunging. And when I tell you, my husband, Lance Bowling, a lot of you guys know who he is now. Lance is a cold plunger. In fact, for Christmas, I bought him a very nice cold plunge that sits in our backyard. He goes every day almost. Let me tell you something. If Lance ever cold plunged the way that Tom Sandoval cold plunged, it would it would maybe be grounds for a divorce. I mean, the breath of this dragon, Tom Sandoval sitting there, not even, his chest wasn't even in. We all know the first person, you know that the only reason that your heart starts beating like that so fast is if your chest is submerged under that water. The breath, right? I mean, and, and he's taking it on like he's taking an exorcism. It's Tom Sandoval and the most extra cold plunge you've ever seen. Now, Billy Lee, Billy Lee sitting there with her big open eyes. Tom, tell me, is it really intense? Tom, oh God, this scene annoyed me. Then all of a sudden, in some weird way, he's backwards. I mean, I, I didn't understand this little switcheroo. One moment he's sitting like this, then he turns in a weird way where he's on his knees. I've never need my I've never been on my knees in a cold plunge. Doug Buden, have you? After we've heard about you with always someone behind you. On his knees with his head in, then he comes up with his hair forward, and it's giving something that like my kid would do. I can take on the world now. It's so intense, dude so intense. This cold plunge almost feels like what OJ Simpson went through. I feel like this cold plunge is like, it's giving like Rosa Parks. An idiot. He literally is such a dingbat. And I really tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I really did. But just watching him in every scene, it's so clear what's happening in that scene between him and Tom Schwartz and Tom Schwartz's Joe you know, we've heard all about this crazy roommate, Joe, who he had this whirlwind romance with, Tom Schwartz, so weird. And they're sitting in there and he's drinking his Heineken Zero. And Tom Schwartz is like, I want us to go to, Hol to Lake Arrowhead or wherever the hell they're going. Tahoe, I want us all to go. And Ariana and Katie can't go. And, um, and, you know, Tom Short, Tom Sandoval is like, yeah, but dude, I mean, like, how many times did they use my, my name for content, dude? And like, how could, like, dude, like, I wonder if Lala would be like, uh, I'm just like, oh my God, this guy could literally get hit by a truck. Tom Sandoval could stand in the middle of the 405 freeway, see a car coming at him, go like this, hit me. The car would hit him and he would find himself all of a sudden just standing because he's like unhittable. He stands up and then he'd be like, it's the car's fault, man. Why didn't they see me? 
They're just trying to get famous. Drives me nuts. Something is up. It's like, it's too much. Tom could hit someone with his car and he would be the victim. That's so true. He'd be like, it's because, it's because of them, dude. Tom Sandoval is the kind of guy that makes dinner at home and doesn't wash his dishes and blames it on the fact that like, it's because there was a TV show on, man. Why did they put the TV show on at that time, dude? <sighs> now, Billy mentioned something really funny, and this was another thing I was going to say. Why are the girls adding on an A to the last of every word they said? Ariana and Katie, I'm just going to stop talking because I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Not giving likable, both of them. Forget the Tom thing or not. Just in general, vibe is not giving likable. Now, Sheena's going through her own experience of like, it's all about me, 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 me. Remember, she and Lala go over to um, Lisa Vanderpump's house. Well, she's just, oh, she's always cutting roses. Lisa is a rose cutter. What did the, what the rose do to you, man? Lisa? Dude. Why don't you give me roses, dude? So, um, you know, Lala, who actually was pretty decent in last night's episode, and Sheena got a conversation with Lisa about like lay off of Tom for a second. And she was like, but, it, but it's been about me. By the way, Sheena's on Jeff Lewis tomorrow. Really excited about that one. And they're in the float in James's pool. And this is the moment where Sheena kind of like wants to share with the girls. Listen, you guys, I was just at Lisa's house and she was just telling us that we should lay off of, you know, Tom just a little bit. And Ariana's like, he doesn't even take responsibility for what he did. Gosh, uh, welcome to the daily dosa of Donna. Did da. It's, it's like, it's, there's not, I'm not seeing the side that I like. I'm not seeing any side of likability here. At least Lala in last night's episode had that moment where she was like, I, you know, she's having a one-to-one with Tom Schwartz, which I thought was a really nice scene. She's having a one-on-one with James Kennedy, which I thought was a really nice scene. She just felt like a little bit more in her own body, like a little bit more calm, a little bit more, you know, whatever. Sheena is very much wrapped in her own experience. I think Sheena lacks a little bit of ability to see outside of her own little bubble. Um, James is playing a role, in my opinion. Allie is trying her hardest to be, you know, the nice girlfriend, but I just, I feel like there's something going on there. There's something going on there. Um, Schwartz is a bumbling idiot, but he tries. You know, I did have to say, even though Tom Sandoval said the most horrific things in this interview over the New York Times, and even though he's the most obnoxious cold plunger we've ever seen, and even though all these things, for Tom Schwartz to say he's family and I won't abandon him, I don't know. It's it. I love Tom's ability to stand by people, even though he's getting killed. He's getting like murdered in the online space. He is a, he is a stand-up loyal dude, like loyal to a fault maybe, but loyal. And that is actually kind of sweet. I don't know. Did you guys not feel that? 
Um, apparently something about her is opening. Okay. Sure. Sure. Something about her. I want to go to something about her. Anyway, you guys, I'm struggling. I'm truly, truly struggling, but I do it for you. But if you want like a sis boom ba, rah, 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 VPR, this may not be the reviews for you. I think that these are going to be the reviews of we're getting through it, but just like just skating by, just skating by. Now, next week we'll be in Tahoe. I would like to see a cast trip. And I'm going to, I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Sandovala hanging out with the rest of the crew. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> I will be placed in the cold plunge until I like golden doodles and VPR again. I'm officially in jail. <laughs> I'm officially in podcaster Bravo jail because I did not like VPR and because I think that Graham is an actor. He's not wrong when he says that golden doodles are the most trendy Los Angeles dog. You see one, you see them all. That may have not been Graham. Truthfully, it may have not been Graham. It's probably grandma. Grandma. You guys have an amazing rest of your Wednesday. I will see you tomorrow. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for subscribing and letting everyone know about Daily Dose of Donna. You make my heart swing. Uh, bye, guys. Uh,